What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's really good, my people? Welcome into Buckets, the Action Network NBA betting podcast. I am your host, Sean Little. Joining me as always, my guy, Joe Delera, presented by our great guys at FanDuel, the best book in the business. It's Thursday. We record this Wednesday night, so some of the teams are in action right now as we go through these. But we got four NBA games on the Thursday slate. We got a couple best bets for you we'll break those down joe what's going on baby how you doing dude we're having a good day i got my fake verified check mark today on twitter <laughs> well, well done well done no yeah, you it know was, uh, it was a uh, it was a shitstorm on twitter today people going back and forth on who's verified who's not where's yeah. the where's the LeBron requesting a trade yeah all, all types of stuff was going on today so uh yeah man it's uh it's been a crazy nba week we had all all the teams rocking on monday 15 games 30 squads playing in tuesday off now we're on a wednesday there's a bunch of games going on right now but we're here to break down the action for thursday joe give me your best bet and then i'll jump into mine all right man my favorite bet is the blazers plus seven versus the pelicans what about you man i am looking at the sixers plus one and a half minus 110 as we record this on Wednesday night. They are in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Joe, I'm going to let you go first. Give me, talk to me about the Portland, the polarizing Portland Trailblazers. Seems that we either are on them every night or fading them. It's a very interesting squad, very interesting start to the season. Talk to me about them tonight, plus seven. Yeah, man, I, I like this spot. I think that both, the thing we need to think could to consider here is that both teams are honestly on a back-to-back and even though the pelicans are going to be playing at home they're actually traveling later and they're traveling further so the pelicans are going from chicago and the blazers are going from charlotte in this matchup so there's no real like travel advantage except maybe like sleep in your own bed but at the same time it's like you're they're both both of these teams are moving from west a little bit west or south north to you know whatever so we got we got some travel there's no real advantage in terms of the travel for this specific game the other thing that i think we need to consider is that the pelicans even though they haven't rested zion on a back-to-back it's just always something they always seem to like deal with him with baby hands so i think that that's a little bit important just in terms of perspective like looking at what's going on here but i think what the blazers did in terms of their injury report is actually much more interesting so what they did was on wednesday night both Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons are playing in this game, but they ruled out Yusuf Nurkic and Jeremy Grant for Wednesday. And I really think what this is, is, is that they're going into this game against the Hornets and they're like, all right, we can take care of this game. Like we can win this game. Like it's fine. We don't need all our guys. The, the Hornets are like, not, they're not good. And this game against the Pelicans is much more important in terms of playoff seeding uh, and in terms of what their motivation is, because they're kind of teams that should probably be slotted close together in the Western Conference playoff picture. 
And I think that that's part of what's going on here. Like, I don't think that it's that Nurk or Grant couldn't have played on Wednesday. It's just that in terms of what they're looking at, they felt like they could win on Wednesday without them. Let's have them fully ready and like locked in for this Thursday night game against the Pelicans. So even though they were out for like injury maintenance reasons and Nurkic, he kept getting like upgraded, downgraded, upgraded, downgraded until he was out. I like this spot. I think that they're going to all be playing and that should help like really sure up their defense, sure up their interior presence and give them some more options. The other thing is, I think when we really look at these teams, I don't think that they're that far off in terms of actual talent. So even though the Pelicans, their adjusted net rating is a bit better, it's plus 4.4 compared to Portland's plus 1.8. I think that this is a spot where I really like I really like the Blazers and it's a lot of it has to do with shot profile. So the Pelicans, we just saw them lose to the Indiana Pacers. And a big part of that was the math and the Pacers tried to get out in transition. They tried to shoot a lot of threes and they were able to really take advantage of this Pelicans team who they're giving up a lot of three point attempts. And even though they're pretty good at like trying to limit those, those attempts, if they're good and you have good three point shooters, which the Blazers have, they can really take advantage of that because the Blazers are shooting 40.6% collectively as a team from three-point range. So I like the math for this, for the Blazers. And we've seen Damian Lillard play in back-to-back sets. So even though he's missed some time, I'm not really concerned about him. We saw it just even this season on October 23rd and 24th. He played 34 minutes each against the Lakers and the Nuggets. And Dame got yeah, he's rested. Rest, he's, he's rested. rested. He's, he's rested. He's rested. <laughs> so we got him. We got Simons. And I just think that this is a good spot for the Blazers at plus seven. It's just, I'm not, I don't, I hate saying it's too many points, but I'm getting over two possessions. Yeah, I agree. It seems like a heavy number at, I always go through the sheet and try to see what jumps off. And that initial yeah. look at Thursday, as we sit here on a Wednesday evening, that plus number, that plus seven number jumped off the page for me. I like what you laid out there. They have so many buckets over there oh, in Portland yeah. that it's it's tough for people to cover numbers on them. They've been proving that all year because they can score a ton of points in bunches. Anthony Simons is it's a weapon. A, he's just a pure bucket. Like yeah. nothing. He is out there to do nothing else but get baskets, and he does that very well. I love his game, especially on the offensive end. All right. I'm going with the Philadelphia 76ers plus one and a half minus 110 in Atlanta against the Hawks. The Sixers are one of the teams that are not playing on Wednesday night, so they will not be on a back-to-back here like the Atlanta Hawks. These two teams want to play two completely different styles. The Hawks want to push the pace out there with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. By the way, that has been working out a lot better than I thought it was. Trey has still been able to be Trey and get up. Good shots, bad shots, do whatever he wants to do across the board. He's still averaging 28 points a game. And then DeJounte has been getting a lot of minutes with the bench. So he still has that piece where he gets to do whatever he wants and and be that guy to, to handle the ball and do everything he wants to do with those bench guys. So I love what they've been doing on the back to back. Um, Working together that, that backboard has been working out and I had a lot of questions coming in, but they look good so far. Hawks number six in pace. But they're also number one in assist-to-turnover ratio. So when they're getting out and pushing it, they're not giving it away. So that's a big plus for them. And on the flip side, the Sixers want to slow it down, play in the half court. We know about Joel and beating those guys. 29th in pace, 98 possessions per game. Only the Dallas Lucas are behind them in that. They're the only team that plays a slower pace. 
That said, the Sixers are still efficient on offense, 10th in the league, 111 points per 100 possessions. The key here and why I'm looking at the Sixers, I like how they looked without James Harden and Embiid back, especially against a really good team. Yeah, especially against uh, a really good team in the Suns. No Harden. It looked a little more free-flowing. Take that for what you want. It's it's option 1AA in Joel Embiid. Get him the ball. Let him bang around. Let him get to the free throw line, which he did at an amazing clip in the last game. Got to the oh, line yeah. 16 times. Knocked down all 16. But they just look free-flowing, and everyone is chipping in on offense across the board. Four players with seven-plus rebounds. Three players with five-plus assists. We had three players with 20 points in the last game against the Suns, not including Tyrese Maxey. So I just loved how they looked without James in the lineup against a really good Phoenix Suns team who was at full strength. It wasn't like they were missing Aiden. They weren't missing Book. They were see Everybody was playing. Everybody yeah. was there. So I, I loved how they looked without James Harden. So we'll see if they could keep that going. The Hawks uh, last year were four and five straight up playing in a back-to-back when that game was at home. They're 0-1 this year. Niang looked really good. Tobias Harris, who I have crushed in the past over and over again, I just think he could get a lot more. He should he should get a lot more out of his game than he does and his frame, in my opinion. But especially he, with that contract. Yeah, especially <laughs> with that. Yeah, that's always the – yeah, you add the contract in and then it's a, it's a completely additional pressure. But he should be a killer because he has – He's always getting tons of open looks because guys are looking at Maxi Harden and Bede, and he's been taking advantage of it the last couple of games against the Suns, seven of 18, four or uh, three of seven from the three-point line, even got to the line, which is something that he never does, had yeah. five attempts. So overall, looked more balanced, looked more fluid. I know Niang hit seven threes. I'm, I'm not discrediting that, but Maxi only scored 11 points. He was four of 18, and they still won by a dozen I like Philly here in this spot with the Hawks being on a back-to-back. Muddy up the game, Philly. Get it. Get Embiid 18 free throws. And this will be his second game. He got a he he came back. There was there was talks about him, you know, working through getting in shape, being a little tired. Doc even mentioned that Embiid has the green light to take himself out of the game if he's feeling too tired. Yeah, that is crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, he didn't do that. He played 37 minutes in the game. They took care of business. Now he gets a day off, and then they go to Atlanta to play this game. I like this spot for Philly. Give me the Sixers plus one and a half minus 110. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What do you think? Yeah, I like that a lot, man. I mean, like Embiid's got like his unlimited PTO type of deal over there. So, uh, but no, I like the spot. The only concern that I have, I guess, with the with this game is, you know, like we we generally have seen like Trey Young, like he's played well against the Sixers, just like yeah. schematically, like the way they play defense. 
but I'm wondering if, you know, maybe you're going to get a little bit of extra line value because he played, he's playing on Wednesday night. So I'm wondering if with the back-to-back with that shin, if that flares up, maybe you're getting a little bit of extra line value getting in on Philly a little bit early. So I, I, I really like this. And I think it's one of those, like, I'd want to lock in earlier rather than later. Cause if Trey pops on an injury report or something, they're like, Oh yeah. Like he's going to sit. You're, you're sitting pretty on a one and a half. Yeah. That's, you know, it goes both ways. you got to be on the right side. Sometimes it'll, sometimes it breaks the other way and then Embiid's not playing or something like that. But that's, that's Fair. the, that's the uh, added benefit of taking a squad. That's not going to be on the back to back in Philadelphia. 100%. So we don't have to worry about that. Hopefully we'll see how, you know, Atlanta shakes out, but I, 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 I like what Atlanta's doing. I was in and out. I called the game for MSG network, the Nick Hawks game last oh. week. Or so maybe 10 days ago. Yeah. And they looked really good in transition. I think that Philly knows that they're going to try to slow it up. And they, and what I was getting at with Embiid being one AA is it's not like, hey, we got to get James going. And Maxie's used to kind of being the like, eh, I'll just Second get it when it comes. Yeah. yeah, like I'll just I'll play within the flow of the game. And I'll when I get the rock or I'm told that, hey, pick it up, go get some baskets for us. I'll do that. I think that's what the, the key oh. is. They're a little more comfortable overall from what I saw in Phoenix or against Phoenix, I should say, without yeah. James. They don't have to worry about him getting him the ball or, or and then I'm, and I'm not saying that James is a ball hog which he can be in some cases yeah, but he's been doing a great job distributing the ball he had 17 dimes not too long ago but I yeah. like how they looked against Phoenix a lot so I'm looking forward to seeing how that shakes out yeah 100 percent. and like I think just to add on to it too like I think the way Atlanta's been shooting threes this year it's a little bit different like their offense is very different than it was in the past like they're not taking those threes so I mean like we've seen them play well against Philly, but it's really because they were stretching the floor so well and like forcing him beat out there. They're not doing that anymore. That's just like not really their game plan. So I, I really like this spot. I think you're going to get, I think that one and a half is a great, great line. All right. We'll see how it shakes out. I want to get your opinion really quick because we were talking about this yesterday, me, Jay Money, and Matt on right. um, Wednesday's edition of Buckets. Jay Money thinks that Dallas is, t- is circling this Washington game with Porzingis. That's the 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 extra little motivation. Yeah, yeah, third, yeah. That's what I, I was like. I don't know, but I, I'm interested to, to get your opinion on it because right now it sits at Dallas minus three and a half. Who is playing the uh, the Magic as we record this right now in a close game? Total sits at two oh eight and a half, which is hilarious. But they haven't been scoring, that's, and, and yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and we know, we know. I think I want to say like the last. There's like been a couple games in the last four or five that Washington's been under hundred points. So they haven't yeah. scored. They've been having a hard time scoring. We know about the Mavs and Luka wanting to, wanting to slow it out. Any extra motivation you think for Dallas playing Porzingis? Maybe a little bit. I mean, like they held, it looks like they held Christian Wood out today or on right. Wednesday. So it's similar to like kind of what I've been talking about before. So maybe they are actually gearing up for this Wizards game, which I don't think anybody said ever, uh, maybe since MJ was on the team. But like, <laughs> like, like for real though. So I mean, Maybe that's true. I, I mean, either way, I would be thinking that the the Mavs, that's like a short line, I think. I think it's a little short. Like the Mavs are on an absolute wagon right now. Like their defense is crazy. Luca's yeah. scoring like a, just at an unbelievable pace and he's just not even hitting his threes. So it's like, I, I, I struggle to get around that. Uh, 
I, I, they should take care of business against Washington, but like circling it as a revenge game, I, I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Matt actually dropped it in the chat, said Luca's actually getting all his buckets in the paint at the rim. 70% yeah. of them, he's missing step back threes at a higher clip. He's getting all his buckets at the basket, which is really interesting. Luca is the usage is going to be there. It's right around 40%. It's at that Russell it's Westbrook. Nuts. It's at that Russell Westbrook MVP type of level in uh, Oklahoma City. So we'll see where that nets out. The other line before we get out of here that's been on the move since it opened up, the Miami Heat hosting the Hornets currently at minus 10. It opened at nine. Then we saw it go to nine and a half. And now it's already at 10 as we record this Wednesday night. Total sits at 218. What do you make of the Heat right now? Dude, I, I don't think they're that good right now. Like they just seem like they're, like we're giving, I think we're giving them a lot of credit because of what they've been historically. Heat culture, heat culture, heat culture. <laughs> Give me that like emoji with the smoke coming yeah, out, you know. Culture. <laughs> so, heat yeah. culture, like I don't know, like I don't, I, I, I don't think they're that good, and I think they're missing some of their guys. Like your seven, like off the bench, like I think would make a difference because like they're just not. I feel like they're not scoring enough, and like they're really relying. They're like they want Bam to be that guy. And he just is not like, he's continually showing us. He's not that dude. He's just yeah. not that dude. Like he's yeah. awesome, but he's not a number two and like hero. They're tied to, cause they paid him way too much money, but they had to. And like, I, I don't know. No, I'm not, hero, I'm slander. Not no hero slander. For no. Me. Not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to hear any hero slander. You cash a, did you cash that six man of the year ticket with him? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I appreciate, uh, Tyler's game. I appreciate him as a person. I think he's authentic to himself, which I appreciate. But yeah, yeah it, it's gonna. We'll see how that contract ages as as the year goes on and as these years go on, because the rest of that roster is starting to tick up there in age as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious. It's like we. I feel like we've been waiting for like Lamelo to come back, and it's just like, is he gonna come back? Is he gonna come back? And like, and there's no signs that he's gonna play in this game, but it'd be sick if he did. <laughs> so at least it would be a little bit more of an exciting game, but that's, that's probably a game. It, it's almost like, it's like pinch your nose and take the points, but I also don't want to get stuck in a spot where I'm like, Oh, like I just, I looked at this and didn't really cap it too well. And I'm like, Oh yeah. 10 points, is a lot of points. And then Miami just comes out there and just whips them because of coaching. Yeah. At my, at first glance, 218 is the total in that game. And that seems a little low to me. I could see that. Yeah going over at an at initial glance. I haven't scrubbed into it like I scrubbed into Philly, which is why I took uh, the plus one and a half with the Sixers. But at yeah. first glance, 218 sounds a bit low on the Hornets heat game. We have to see who plays in these games. That's the key. Make sure you, yeah. we, we try to get you guys these episodes first thing in the AM so you guys can consume, make some decisions on where you want to, where you want to deploy the units, but make sure if there's question marks on the injury report, you're locked in across that and and that just make sure you're paying attention to the injury and who's going to play who's not who's in who's not what rumors are real what rumors aren't because it's going to affect the number and it'll and in turn will affect the slip that you have in your pocket all right that's going to do it for me and my guy joe delera make sure you go check out joe's column weekly on the 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 forecast for the player props as he sees it coming out. It's, it's a weekly column, yeah? Yeah, weekly on Mondays. Weekly on Mondays. Make sure you tap in, man. It's absolutely phenomenal stuff from the man, Joe Delera. That's going to do that. it for us. Yeah, of course, man. Sean Little, go follow me in the Action Network. 
award-winning app at Chicago Flow. Sean Little, type them in. They'll come up. Either one, Joe Delera as well. Go follow the guy. We're giving out picks, daily NBA plays. That's going to do it for us. The Thursday edition of the Buckets Pod Action Network's NBA betting podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a homie to tell a homie to tell a friend. Shout out to our guys at FanDuel. Make sure you lock in over there. Tons of promos running on a daily basis. We'll see you guys next time.